Hello, my name is Paul Gilroy. I'm the director of UCL's Sarah Parker Riemann Center for the Study of Racism and Racialization. Welcome to our Short Takes podcast series. In the first of our series, Serpa Salinas, the biographer of Sarah Parker Riemann and author of An Abolitionist Abroad, Sarah Parker Riemann in Cosmopolitan Europe, is going to present some elements of Sarah Parker Riemann's life in Europe and in England, in London, and show a little bit to those of you who are unfamiliar with her why we felt it was such a wonderful thing to be able to use Sarah Parker Riemann's name to express the spirit and the character and the direction of the work that our centre is going to conduct in the future. We're really, really grateful to Sir Pasolinius for this. We're only so sorry that the medical and political emergency, the crisis around us at the moment, has prevented her from being able to come to UCL and to present her insights and her knowledge of Riemann's life in person. We really look forward to the day when that's going to be possible. Sarah Parker Remond was an extraordinary 19th century anti-slavery lecturer and women's rights advocate. She fought against discrimination and raised awareness of the inhumane condition of the enslaved, summarizing the situation of African Americans in a speech she delivered in Manchester in 1859 in the following words. The free colored people of the northern states are, for no crime but merely the fact of complexion, deprived of all political and social rights. Whatever wealth or eminence in intellect or refinement they may attain to, they are treated as outcasts. And the slaves are essentially things with no rights, political, social, domestic, or religious, the absolute victims of all but irresponsible power. For the slave, there is no home, no love, no hope, no help. And what is life without hope? A few years later, in 1862, when giving a lecture in London, she explained how, quote, the process of degradation upon this deeply injured race has been slow and constant, but effective, end of quote. Her powerful and eloquent talks were always greeted with enthusiastic applause and cheering. Sarah Remond was born on June 6, 1826, into a family of entrepreneurs and activists. Of her childhood, she wrote, quote, I was born at Salem, Massachusetts, the youngest but one of ten children of John and Nancy Remond. Our home discipline was what we needed, but it did not, could not, fit us for the scorn and contempt which met us on every hand when face to face with the world where we met a community who hated all who were identified with an enslaved race. End of quote. Her mother's discipline, she continued, taught us to gather strength from our own souls. In her autobiographical essay, published in London in 1861, Raymond explained how she, quote, became more and more interested in every effort made in behalf of the enslaved, I was quite determined to persevere, end of quote. She started on her first anti-slavery tour in the United States together with her brother, Charles Lennox, and other abolitionists such as Parker Pillsbury, Samuel May, Abby Kelly Foster, and Susan B. Anthony. 
In 1857, she continued to lecture while she was also getting ready to travel to Europe. Again, to quote Raymond, from 1857 until within one week of my sailing for England, December 29, 1858, from time to time I continued to speak in public. I had an intense desire to visit England that I might for a time enjoy freedom and I hoped to serve the anti-slavery cause at the same time. End of quote. She crossed the ocean on board the ocean steamer Arabia, arriving in Liverpool early January 1859. She found a room in an inn in the very center of the city, and according to Samuel May, she seemed to, quote, attract and interest all our fellow boarders who are gentlemen from various parts of Great Britain, end of quote. Approximately 10 days later, she was already speaking in front of crowded audiences. Newspapers reported that the lecture halls had never been so packed before and praised her as one of the best female lecturers they had heard. She talked about the sexual exploitation of slave women and the suffering of slave mothers. To quote Raymond, You may infer something of the state of society in the southern states when I tell you that there are 800,000 mulattoes, nine-tenths of whom are the children of white fathers, and these are constantly sold by their parents, for the slave follows the condition of the mother. End of quote. Her lecture tour covered England, Ireland, and Scotland. In London, she connected with prominent abolitionists and women's rights advocates. She joined the London Emancipation Committee, then became involved in founding the Ladies London Emancipation Society, in which she was actively involved as one of its executive committee members. She met Giuseppe Mazzini, who was in exile in London, from where he continued to work toward his goal of Italy's unification. Raymond was among the prominent activists who supported the Italian cause with fundraising efforts. From October 1859, to June 1861, she also studied at Bedford College, whose founder, Elizabeth Jessa Reed, was a supporter of Italy's unification, the anti-slavery cause, and women's emancipation. Raymond wrote to Mrs. Chapman in October 1859 from Warrington, informing her that, quote, On the 12th of this month I go to London to attend the lectures at the Ladies' College. I shall, on every occasion that I can, still continue to lecture and do all I can for our cause. I have lectured very frequently, in fact had more invitations recently that I could fill. Lectured on three successive evenings last week, which was rather too much for me. End of quote. Her courses at Bedford College covered such topics as history, English literature, French, Latin, vocal music. She also studied at the University College London to become a nurse. The Santa Maria Nuova Hospital School archives in Florence contain two letters of recommendation submitted in support of Ramon's application to study there. One, signed by Sister Rosmonda, attests that Ramon had received her education and training as a nurse in medicine and surgery at the University College Hospital. She was praised for her skills, attention, and kindness toward her patients. The other letter was from Dr. Berkeley Hill, who in his role as the head surgeon of the University College 
had been able to observe the way in which Raymond had performed her duties at the hospital under the supervision of the nuns. In his letter, Dr. Hill expressed his pleasure in having witnessed the constant close attention with which Raymond had taken care of the patients. In 1866, Raymond decided to continue her studies at one of Europe's most prestigious medical schools, the Santa Maria Nuova, located in Florence, Italy. Her desire was to have a career in obstetrics. The first year she audited classes, then in 1867, she took the entrance examination, which she passed with top marks. In July 1868, she had completed her studies, and due to her exemplary conduct, as archival documents testify, Sara Raymond d'America was admitted to take the practical and habilitation examinations. American newspapers reported that Sara Raymond, quote, has been regularly admitted as a practitioner of midwifery in Florence, where she is now residing, with excellent prospects of employment and success, end of quote. On 25 April 1877, at the age of 50, as her marriage certificate testifies, she married an Italian office worker, Lazzaro Pintor, who subsequently became an artist. He was born in 1833 into an upper-class family. Both his father and mother had law degrees. Raymond was still married to Pintor when she passed away in Rome in December 1894. Sarah Ramond had dedicated her life to campaigning against slavery, promoting women's rights, and striving for equality. In a speech she gave in 1859 in Dublin, she said something about men of justice, which is applicable to Ramond herself. Quote, the just cause for which they rendered up their lives give them immortality, and their spirits walk the earth. For so great is justice that she rewards all who suffer for her with greatness. This greatness defines Sarah Raymond. Thank you for listening to Short Takes. For more information about UCL Sarah Parker Riemann Center, find us at ucl.ac.uk forward slash racism dash racialization. Or follow us on Twitter at UCL underscore SPRC. This podcast was produced by me, Kaisa Kahu, and executive produced by Professor Paul Gilroy.